The Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on. We will circle back to the Oscars from last night with Cray News with Kay at the bottom of the hour. We're going to get into what uh, Joe Biden, the occupant of the White House, had to say over in Poland and that very ridiculous visit that he just made over there. We'll talk about that as well. We've got uh, Alex Stein coming out, coming up prime time, 99 Alex Stein. He's the guy that goes to these city council meetings, and he dresses up in different ways. And the way he told me he's going to dress up tonight is going to blow some minds, and I can't wait to see that video. Um, but we're going to talk about why he does this. Is it just something to be funny, something to be noticed, or was there a serious meaning behind it? And, and you'll be surprised by what he says. Got all of that and much more for you coming your way on a Monday. Uh-huh. That's right. That's Carrie Lucky, Chocolate Voice. What's happening, Carrie? Getting it done. Polo in the house. Sam making it happen. Gary, am I to understand that there's a Trump angle to this whole thing from last night? Uh, I guess so. I mean, come on, dude. Come on, man. If it's negative, Trump must have done it. Why don't we knock that out of the way? I'm not going to take any more phone calls on the whole Will Smith, uh, Chris Rock thing. We'll keep on watching how that develops. And I talk more about it with uh, with Case Smythe at the bottom. Uh, so let's just get that out of the way with the Trump angle allegedly is, if you don't mind, Carrie. From JoePags.com, MSNBC analyst Steve Schmidt posted a bizarre rant on Twitter after actor Will Smith violently assaulted Chris Rock at the Academy Awards, saying the attack explains how Trump happened. The Oscars have demonstrated the power of group psychology. The room's a hermetically sealed bubble where all mores can be eradicated in a second. Do you want to understand how Trump happened? Watch the Oscars and the crowd reaction. The pull to belong is very powerful, he explained. The pull to conform to what is happening around you is a powerful tie. Applause for assault in a tuxedo in California is the same as applause for assault while wearing a red hat in Alabama. That was a crime. There was no virtue attached to it, none whatsoever, posted Schmidt. So just so I understand, um, the left, what they do is they lie, and then they have this thing called mass formation psychosis, which is repeat the lie over and over and over and over and over again, and then accuse the other side that you're competing with that they're doing exactly what you're doing. With the person from MSNBC literally says here is we got Trump because of groupthink, which is of course not the case. We got Trump because we were tired of having a, a horrible economy. We were tired of having a, um, a doldrum look at our, our nation. We were tired of not having any nationalism. We were tired of not having any, having any pride. We're tired of circumventing the Congress and the constitution with things like DACA. So we got Trump because we wanted to love our country again. And now he's saying, this person or she, this person is saying that what we saw last night, because everybody in Hollywood obviously is a Trump fan, was a result of having Trump 
and having groupthink applauding a guy in a tuxedo smacking another guy. Carrie, am I following what this idiot thinks that we're supposed to believe? Mm, yeah, pretty much. So we're supposed to believe that the people in Hollywood were cheering because we've had Trump. And this is how we got Trump. No, we got what we have now, this progressivism, because of groupthink, because of lies being told about things like climate change and how bad fossil fuels are. We, we have a horrible economy because of bad, uh, weak moves by Biden in Afghanistan and, and in not dealing with Russia at all before they went into Ukraine. We've got what we have right now in this country because of weakness through mass psychosis, mass formation psychosis, which is the continued gaslighting of the American public until half of the people out there believe the garbage the left has been dumping on them. It's, it's nutty to me that they somehow made a negative angle to Trump about Will Smith and Chris Rock on the Oscars. Now that, I mean, that's a leap. That, that's not a small jump. That's not a, a little hop. That's a leap, man. I mean, that's a dive from one place to the other place. I mean, and the reason why it happens is they keep on putting up with garbage like this. Joe Biden in Poland the other day said this, for God's sakes, that man talking about Putin can't stay in power. Carry a news person, you're, you're sitting there and you're jotting down your notes or you record Joe Biden saying, for God's sakes, that man talking about Putin mm-hmm. cannot remain in power. What do you think that means? That he doesn't want him in power anymore. What? No, yeah. that's not what he meant. Mm, that's what he again, said. Again, and again, maybe I'm missing it. Joe Biden said in Poland, for God's sakes, that man can't stay in power. Talking about Putin. The White House responded in something I'm calling Biden splaining. The White House says the president's point was that Putin cannot be allowed to exercise power over his neighbors or the region. He was not discussing Putin's power in Russia or regime change. Hmm. Okay. The president of the United States said, leaving teleprompter, which they hate when he does this, for God's sakes, this man can't stay in power. That, to me, can only mean through the help of God the Almighty himself, we should get this guy out of power. That does mean regime change. That means getting rid of Putin. And again, you're the journalist. You heard the, the actual words of Biden. The White House says this is what he meant. The president's point was that Putin cannot be allowed to exercise power over his neighbors or the region. He was not discussing Putin's power in Russia or regime change. Are you buying that? Uh, no, I would not. And then Biden came out today and said, nobody thinks I was saying uh, he's got to leave power. (laughs) What? Really? You said it. And this is the garbage that we're supposed to believe. So I'm supposed to think that Donald Trump and somehow groupthink gave us Donald Trump is the reason why we had groupthink at the Oscars last night. While you've got 50% of the country trying to somehow Biden-splain what he said in Poland in clear and concise words. And then I saw a picture in a publication that I don't have in front of me, but I saw the picture in a publication online where he's holding like a three or four-year-old child, right? Mm -hmm. The headline was, Biden, the president comforts a Ukrainian child. Look, Carrie, you've got got a couple of kids, 
At one point, mm-hmm. they weren't as big as they are now, so you were holding them. Mm-hmm. I've got five chillins. I've held all of them, still do. I've never thought that I was comforting them when I'm just carrying them around. Uh, he's just like holding know. this kid. His kid's just sitting there. He's like holding him. He wasn't hugging they, him. He wasn't kissing him. He's just holding him. He's walking around. When you comfort yeah. somebody, it's because they've been crying or they right. got hurt. Um, the kid's eating a lollipop or I something. I haven't seen the picture. but Being oh, comforted. Okay. Yeah, he's being comforted. Okay. And there's another thing where Biden's over there in Poland, and he's talking to a young person. I think it's a girl, probably less than 10 years old, and tells the translator to translate this. Ask her where she got those beautiful blue eyes. I don't know, man. Your country's being blown up. You want to talk about her beautiful blue eyes? I mean, it's okay to notice somebody's eyes. Here's a 10-year-old doesn't know where dad is. Probably over there fighting the Russians who are invading. And the leader of the free world is checking her eyes out. I don't know. I, 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 the whole thing is creepy to me. But this guy's been creepy forever. Yeah, have you ever gone back? Because somebody played this over the weekend. I saw some video of him chairing the, the Judiciary Committee when um, Bork, Robert Bork, was being confirmed. And, they, of course, he wasn't confirmed. They said no. Um, they borked him or whatever. And then um, when he was presiding over the committee for Clarence Thomas. Have you seen that video recently? Mm, no, I have not. I don't know. When you're floating around the internet tonight, maybe go to the YouTubes and look it up. It doesn't look like the same guy. It doesn't. Joe Biden doesn't look like Joe Biden anymore. Now I don't. I'm telling you, do not go to my website and click on contact and send me some email about how it's a, it's an imposter. Because Carrie, I get that all the time. It's not really him. Okay. I think it's him, but this is a what? different. This is a different person intellectually, mentality wise. As dumb as Joe Biden is, I think he's a dumb guy. I think he's dumb as a rock. I, I, I think that I could out-intelligence him with my big toe half asleep. But the guy was quick. He was quick to lie. He was quick to make something up. He was quick to plagiarize. He was quick to make up his standing in school. He was fast, and he was always a bit aggressive in how he did it. I bet, I bet my intelligence, I bet my IQ is higher than yours. He was always that guy, sort of ready. He was Joe ready to go. I mean, now he's just some, some shell. It's weird to me as I watch this guy walk around. And then you see the, the, these weird, flowery write-ups about him. Uh, that was the best. Vinman, Mr. Vinman. He doesn't like us calling him Mr. Vinman because he's a lieutenant colonel. So Mr. Vinman, and I'm not, I'm not in the government. I have to kiss his ass. Mr. Vinman posts on Saturday or Sunday, that was the most eloquent speech I've ever heard from a president. It was the best speech of his lifetime. <laughs> Who is this guy? I don't follow him or anything. He just shows up on my feed. Alexander Vinman. And they're just kissing his ass. This is the same speech where Biden basically said Putin's got to go. So, I mean, the cover that he gets, the psychosis that's being uh, completely parlayed onto the American people's minds, it, it's, it's real. It's palpable. Yet somehow they made an actor slapping a comedian about Trump. So here's what I want to open the lines about. Your thoughts about Biden's trip over to Poland. Your thoughts about how he's handled the whole Ukraine thing. Your thoughts about why we're even here. Your thoughts about inflation that's at almost 8% now. Your thoughts about, about the, um, the interest rates going up and about how we're not going to produce any more oil here. Your thoughts about new regulations and fewer um, allowances for drilling on these leased lands so we can't dig ourselves out of it. Your thoughts about the far-left progressives in this country going after even the moderate Democrats in this country. I mean, Biden goes over to represent us, represent the free world, and he makes a complete fool of himself. And I've got people on MSNBC, 
CNBC, ABC, NBC, CBS, and, and on any social media outlet except for maybe Truth and Getter. Tell us how great he did. Your thoughts. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. It's a Motown Monday. Let's go. Sir Duke. Stevie Wonder getting it done about Duke Ellington. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Biden shows up over in Europe, makes a mockery of himself and of our country. You have the White House back here, Biden-splaining for him, as if they can somehow solve the issues he keeps on putting. Remember, he said, well, if it's just a small incursion, we'd have to you know, see about what we'd do. Basically told Putin, do whatever you want. You can go ahead and have an incursion. We're not going to really do much. And now he's talking about how Putin should not be in power anymore. And their Biden's planning was something about how he was talking about the power in the region or something. I don't know. It, it, it doesn't pass the smell test, that's for sure. And this guy's out there representing you. He's out there representing you. You, know, you see a poll by, um, and Kay will talk about this at the bottom. You see a poll that well over 80% of Americans fear we're going to end up going to war over in Ukraine. And that's because of how Biden's handling this and how his handlers are handling him. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Going to be Matt in Minnesota. Matt, what's going on? Joe, good evening. Hi. Uh, you look back at uh, the way the press lifted up Ted Kennedy and now they're doing it for Biden. They, they have no problem hiding the truth, explaining it in a way that changes the definition of words. That is, uh, you know, it's old hat for that party. So why should we be any surprised that they're doing it for this old fool? I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. They just want us to call it out. I'm not, I'm not surprised at all. I think that we should call it out. And that's what we're doing. I'm not going to give them a pass. It's like pretending that it's not really happening. What you're seeing isn't really what's happening. Him feebly walking across a field by himself with a mask on. The next night, canoodling with people who are 80 years old and older uh, with no mask on. We're just supposed to believe that what we're seeing isn't real. That he can't get through a sentence. He can't read a teleprompter correctly. He gets mad or whispers, snaps at people, or, or just walks away aimlessly. Walks away where his wife's got to go grab him and pull him back. You know, what we're seeing is what's happening. It, for me, it's, it's confusing that more people aren't doing exactly what I'm doing right now and calling this guy out. He is not fit to serve. After he said that about Putin... We, we saw the 25th Amendment started to trend again over on Twitter. The 25th Amendment is the amendment that says if the president can't fulfill his duties, you know, um, capably, and it really dealt with physical or mental capacity, then he could be removed. And I want to hear the garbage. Well, yeah, then you get Kamala. You know, then you get Kamala. Right. At least they can't say, well, you know, it's... uh. 
the problem I have with you is this, this, and this, and she can at least cognitively respond. She's lucid at least. She's nuts. She's bad at the job. She's she's far left-wing progressive. But at least you have somebody that you can debate. You go after this guy, you know, and, and you're, you're going to end up, well, you're, you're, you're going after an old guy. You're being mean to the older guy. Obviously, he's got a cognitive issue. I can't believe you're doing that. Poor guy, feel bad for him. His family shouldn't put him up. He's the president. So yes, I'd be perfectly fine with Kamala Harris taking over for him because then at least we could probably get something done because she's so arrogant, she'll pretend like she isn't doing anything wrong. We're watching the unfolding of the greatness that Trump brought us. Look, I like Donald Trump, but I'm not saying that he's America, but he certainly loves America first. And he certainly only does things that are in the mind um, of promoting and progressing as Americans. You're going to buy our oil if you want us to protect you. You're going to buy our liquefied natural gas and not from Russia. We're going to, we're going to produce more oil out of this country. We're going to bring down the price of gasoline. We're going to, we're going to re- renovate all of our airports and our roads are going to get a makeover as well. Infrastructure is important. But instead, we've got this fool out there who's being pulled far to the left, wants trillions of dollars of more money. Trillions of dollars of more money. And it's crazy to me. Because nobody wants to say anything. I mean, honestly, you've got these far left-wing idiots talking about how great he did over in Poland. you you got to be kidding me. You must be kidding me. Chad, Ohio, talk to me. Let's go. So... Well, why do we keep, you know, babying this guy? I'm like, not. I mean, I, he I the, through, he, he, yeah, the, the, the he left is. I will every interview and then he does a speech and I don't think he really understood what he even said at the end. No, I don't think he had any clue. I, I think he thought no. people would applaud him. I, thought, I think he thought people would agree. He basically just said, hey, why don't we do World War three and get this guy out of there? Right, and and look look at the rest of the world. We're, rest of the world's wondering what what's going on. Why does he need? Why is he saying other countries need other people in office? That doesn't make sense. That you're 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 basically talking about changing everybody yeah. now. You're changing the world. I hear you. I, I Chad, I think you're right. I appreciate you, uh, Holly Austin. Quickly, what's happening? Hey there. Um, listen. I've been asking this question for quite a while, um, just in my own mind, in my own heart, about how, what can we do? We're depending on our congressmen to get out there and do something. I'm wishing they'd just march up to the Capitol building in mass and do something. But we don't have a voice if we, our congressmen aren't doing anything. And they're the ones who have to call them out. I mean, I appreciate you. I appreciate anybody who's willing to call them out in the public. But it's not accomplishing anything unless our congressmen get their butts in gear. Well, that, that's why every, listen, every two years, Holly, we get to turn over the representatives. The House of Representatives, every two years, people don't know this, every two years, these people are up for re-election. We have every rhyme and reason and right to vote them out. I've said it a million times, vote that ass out. Vitao, V-T-A-O, vote their ass out. Get them out of there. Get somebody that is actually going to do what they say they're going to do. Stop electing people and hiring people that say they'll do something, then they don't. You've got two years, and then you can get rid of them. Do something about it. Keep it here. Cray News with Kay when we come back. Joe Pags. 
Good to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have a Monday because it's Cray News with Kay on Monday. Hey, Kay, you know what? Last week it was like filled with, with Cray News. It really was like a bunch of crazy people. And this week they outdid last week, which I find to be yep. completely nuts. Uh, first of all, how are you? Good to see you. I'm good, Joe. Just sort of like swimming through the craziness. How are you doing? I'm swimming right with you. I don't understand how everything's gone just so completely nuts. Now, I want to get into serious stories about how Americans feel about Ukraine. I want to get into serious stories about how crappy the the top two most populated cities in the country are. But we have to start with this Will Smith thing. Now, what is your reference on Will Smith as a 20-something-year-old person from Europe. I'm guessing you still knew who he was before you came here. But this guy, I mean, you, you hung out with A-listers in L.A. for a long time. This guy's an A-lister. This guy is a big star. Were you as just completely baffled as I was last night? So, great question, Joe. Um, uh, to answer your first one, uh, my reference to Will Smith is obviously Fresh Prince of Bella yes. and then uh, Men in Black. Um, as I think it is for most people, or like some people um, I know remember him from Wild Wild West. Right. Anyway, I never saw him as being like this huge A-lister until he did Men in Black, which was obviously a huge international success. Like right. It was one of the biggest films ever, or series of films ever, franchise, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then after you know living in Los Angeles for as long as I did, I mean surrounded by A-listers as much as I was, I just realized that like hardly any of them can even read. Um, they're just like some of the worst people under the what sun. Like really? I have a handful of friends who are actors, um, and I would say of the I don't know, say like hundred people I know who you know you you would know from television, who anyone listening would know from television. Yes, there's probably about ten who. I think are genuinely good people. Most actors are just, look, they read lines written for them by other people. They move their bodies in a way that someone else tells them to. Right. And nine times out of 10, when they say something publicly, it's being pre-scripted. And so I wake up this morning and everyone's like, oh my gosh, Will Smith like punched Chris Rock at the Oscars. And I was first of all like, oh, the Oscars are happening. I do not care, which yeah, I, I think either. is what, how most Americans really feel. Yeah. Like unless Ricky Gervais is hosting, it's not going to be that much good content from it anyway. Right. And so I wrote up this editorial for the Daily Caller. And I mean, it's been top of the site all day. And uh, we're calling it Slapgate. <laughs> and I think it is the dumbest thing in the universe. I mean, like, I don't condone violence, but, like, I think I've said on this show before that I've wanted to slap people. So, well, you, you, you said, know, you, no, since we've known each other, people. you've wanted to smack me since we've known each other. So go to the Daily <laughs> Caller, check out Kay's story on this, uh, Slapgate. So, so here's my perspective on it. Of course you want to you wanna make sure you take care of the honor of your wife, your family. I get that. I understand that. Um, but here's a guy that's been in a cocoon for a long time. We like Will Smith because Will Smith is funny. He's affable. He's likable. He seems approachable. And last night he changed everything for the course of his career. And I don't know what he was thinking when, when he did it because Chris Rock, what he says, was pretty innocuous. I yeah. know she's got an autoimmune disease. That's why she doesn't alopecia, doesn't have her hair or whatever. But they're all friends. Chris Rock used to have a show and she was on the show. They know mm-hmm. each other. And Will Smith initially is laughing until he sees her face change. And then he yeah. gets up. And maybe you get up and say, hey, watch it, buddy. That was too much. And then you, then you walk back and maybe kick his, after, uh, his ass after the show. Yeah. You know you're on international television, K, And you know that you're screaming the F word. And your whole image is built on that kid from, from Philly who went to Bel Air and made good for himself. I mean, do you see that angle? I mean, just to, to me, he blew his entire image. 
I think he blew his image, but I think it was also an attempt to kind of regain some of his masculinity really? okay. in regards to his marriage. You know, obviously it was done in the tackiest. I mean, like, what grown man, what grown man slaps another man? Like, if you're going to get violent, like, do it properly. Um, <laughs> so but, you if know. you would have punched him, you would have felt better about it. I mean, I don't think I would have. I, like, honestly, I fundamentally didn't really care. But um, it was pretty entertaining to watch. What I found really interesting, and I'm glad that you brought it up, um, I saw that Donald Trump Jr. had posted a video that actually embedded into my article of Will Smith laughing at the joke. And you can see Jada Pinkett Smith saying that, being like, it's not funny, it's not right. funny. And then he gets up and slaps him. It just made him look like really, yeah, just like not mentally well. It was just such a severe reaction to yeah. a very innocuous joke, exactly like you said. Well, well, well there's there's some damage there without a doubt. But Kay, I, I, listen, I don't follow the the crazy Hollywood news as much as others might. And again, because you live there, the top story on KBC and KCBS every night is some celebrity garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't wasn't there? Isn't it fact that Jada Smith was sleeping with somebody else, and will oh, just yeah. sort of, and will just sort of accept it? So you can sleep with her, but you can't talk about her bald head. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're a guy, you can sleep with Jada Pinkett Smith, but you can't make fun of her, like, chosen aesthetic. Or, you know, I guess, yeah, she does have alopecia, so maybe not chosen aesthetic, but, you know. Um, I have a lot of friends with alopecia who wear wigs, you know. Right, um, but, like, but, she, but she's literally she's literally talked about it before. I, there is videotape of her saying, I don't care what people say about my bald head. I love my bald head. So he feels exactly. okay to say the joke. And by the way, how many times would Richard Pryor have been punched or or George Carlin or or uh, Eddie Murphy when he was doing his stand-up? I mean, these people were making... Don Rickles, for God's sakes, made an entire mm-hmm. career off of making fun of people and their physical characteristics. But people understood that it was it was comedy. And plus, Will yeah. Smith is like 6'2". Chris Rock is, what, 5'8"? Five, 5'3". I mean, it, it was... It was re- <laughs> exactly. It was ridiculous. It was wrong. And uh, and it really just, it turned my stomach. Now, I wasn't watching, like you, I didn't even know that it was on, but people started sending me the video, and I felt yeah. like I had a comment. So, all right, so the story's going nuts. What, what will people find when they see this story? They'll see the Donald Trump Jr. one, uh, but yeah. there's also, I guess, Carl Higby did something, and, and Jack Pozobic did something else. I mean, people reacted immediately to this. There were so many funny tweets about it. I mean, I okay, so just to put it into context, Joe, I wrote another story last week about Hayden Panettiere, who I think people will know her from Heroes, from Nashville. Right. She's like my size. She got into a street or like a bar fight that turned into a street fight on the Sunset Boulevard. Someone kicked her in the head when she was on the ground and she managed to get them into a headlock. I was like, that's a real fight. What Will Smith <laughs> did was just some pansy-ass... I don't even, it was just so emasculating for him. It was so embarrassing. Right. Um, but I, all the comments that I put in the piece, I thought were really funny. And it's really separated people down like it political has. lines. Like there's no consistency um, in people's response, which I thought was pretty cool. You know, yeah. I was like a social scientist. I was like this, okay, Will Smith maybe did actually slightly unite the country over thinking what <laughs> the heck is he doing? That's right. He did it to bring us together. It's Kay Smythe. Uh, go to ksmythe.com, K-A-Y-S-M-Y-T-H-E.com. Go follow her on all the social media. Post all of her um, stories over on uh, The Daily Caller. I've been retweeting them, retweeting them as well. So go and check those out. Let's get into your former city, my former city, New York and L.A. Um, these two cities are just 
they're, they're horrible. They're out of control. Mm-hmm. They're like in, they're walking insane asylums. You've got drive-by shootings. You've got people pooping in the streets, shooting up meth in the streets, people being raped, people masturbating at the local restaurant. So the two mayors who are the ones who have the ability to fix this through more funding, get more police, uh, get people into, into psychiatric help that they need, they can solve the problem. But no, okay, they're doing something completely different instead of solving it. Yeah. No, so uh, Mayor Eric Adams of New York decided to call New York a laughing stock, um, which I think is actually really underplaying the magnitude of this crisis. You know, one of the things that both New York and Los Angeles are dealing with right now is uh, the spate of vagrancy. And it all sort of stems from this, uh, from two, well, two different places. One, there's no crackdown on crime. So if you want to commit any kind of crime, go to one of these two cities and just do them. You can do that. Everyone say, oh, it's a gang thing. It's a, it's not a gang thing. It's just it's just absolute base human evilness where people are, you know, robbing mothers in their own uh, homes. Right. They're breaking into, you know, all these smash and grab robberies. But then on the other side of that, what we have is uh, this mental health crisis that's really been driven by uh, what what most people refer to as P2P methamphetamine, which is a new way of manufacturing methamphetamine. That's basically like just giving yourself temporary schizophrenia whilst you're using it. And that's what leads to kind of the homelessness. It's a great book about it called uh, The Least of Us that I've just finished. And so when you've got uh, leadership like Eric Adams saying, oh, yeah, New York is a laughing stop. And then you got Eric Garcetti, who's like, oh, yeah, the uh, the biggest issue facing uh, Los Angeles right now is housing. Listen. Joe, one of my friends is actually running for mayor of Los Angeles, Craig Gribey, and he he nails it every single time he stands up. He says the three biggest issues facing Los Angeles right now, homelessness, crime and affordability. Homelessness and crime always come first because there are I think it was 160,000 people moved out of Los Angeles in the last year because of the crime, the homelessness. And yes, there's an affordability issue, but the price of houses has gone up 84% since Eric Garcetti took office. So this is kind of his problem too. Okay, okay, if you don't don't mind, say say your friend's name again and spell his last name. I want anybody who's listening in that area or watching that area to go and check him out because I've seen the videos that you posted and he's saying the right things. Yeah, so it's Craig Grivey. So Craig spelt the regular way and then it's G-R-E-I-W-E. Um, you know, I, I, it's really difficult for me because I feel like a hypocrite, right? Like I left California because you had to though, you you had to, because it got too dangerous. And here you are, you know, a single woman just trying to make her way in a, in not even your home country. It didn't make any sense for you to stay there, but you educated me on something that I think most people watching and listening hadn't heard before. You told me about this. There are so many billions of dollars being being just handed to California to fix the homeless problem. But okay, if they fix the homeless problem, they won't get the money anymore. So they're purposely moving these people around. They're not getting them the help that they need. They're not getting them affordable housing. They're not getting them the mental help they need. Because if they got them off the street, they get no more federal grants. I mean, that's really what it is, right? It's a game to keep the money coming in. Absolutely. And I think the word game is the best way to describe it. It really is just a game to these people. They're playing with people's lives. You know, every single person that's living on the streets of Los Angeles, every single person who's committing a crime in Los Angeles or in New York, they're all someone's son or daughter. They're all someone's grandson or granddaughter, niece or nephew. These are real American lives that are being destroyed and ended 
by complete inaction. And that inaction all stems from what we call sort of the homeless industrial complex, right. um, which is really just a sort of broad statement that encompasses the federal relief that's given to cities like New York and Los Angeles, San Francisco, San Diego. I think that's sort of the main ones. I think uh, Austin got some funding too. Um, But they get this money, American tax dollars, to, you know, solve the homeless crisis when all they do is they build a quote-unquote affordable housing that costs, you know, upwards of $100,000 per unit in some places. I mean, it's just one of the greatest scams, I think, in modern American history. And no one talks about it other than, you know, well, we've talked about it. I know Dr. Drew talks about it a lot. Again, Craig talks about it. But it's sort of one of those, like, hiding in plain sight, worst kept secrets. Like, you know how everyone knew that Kevin Spacey was gay? Like, everyone knew Kevin Spacey was gay in Hollywood. And, like, no one ever really talked about it until he decided to come out after he got done for all those sexual assault allegations. And everyone was like, yeah, no one cares Kevin Spacey. It's the same thing. People know that this is happening, and no one's really doing anything about it because it's going to take a huge amount of work to actually change the... The processes. What we need is the next uh, Rudy Giuliani, really, I think, for New York. And, you know, Eric Garcetti's leaving Los Angeles. So we got a little bit of hope. I I have a lot of faith in those running. I'm not blowing smoke when I say this. I think you should write a book about the homeless problem in this country because uh, people have no clue why it's a revolving door and why it's getting worse the more money you throw at it. And and what we just said in a very short amount of time says why that's happening. I think that you could really write, you could write a book that would sell millions. And I really believe that. It's Case Smythe. I I thank you. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I tried to write the book on it and then Michael Schellenberger wrote a much better book on it and (laughs) sold it like a week before I was supposed to sell it. I've had him on, by the way. I've had him on about about climate. It wasn't about homelessness. It is like... San Francisco, it's very good. It's very good. I, I, I hate you. Could do, you could do better. You'll be job, fine. It's very good. You could do better. It's uh, casemythe.com, casemythe.com. Go there. Follow her on all the social media. Do I have any time? I think I've got time for you to tell us about a minute and a half, K, about the poll that was done about the fears Americans have over what's going on in Ukraine. So, great. About 85% of Americans right now are scared that we are going to go to war uh, with Russia over Ukraine. Um, I think a similar amount of people are scared that it's going to turn nuclear. And of course, Joe Biden's just like not answering questions on the nuclear threat, as only Joe Biden does. He'll just go and witter into the microphone and whisper a little bit and then talk loud a little bit, but won't actually answer any of the questions that are really crushing on American minds right now. We don't want to get dragged back into this war. I think the only reason we would get dragged back into this war is because, well, people like Joe Biden and all those other big corrupt politicians have lost lost a huge amount of cash flow since their failed pullout from uh, Afghanistan. And so I think it's uh, I think it's a real concern. And I think it's something that could unite Americans by saying we don't really want to get involved in this war. Ksmythe.com, K-A-Y-S-M-Y-T-H-E.com. Follow her on all the social media. Does great stories for the Daily Caller. Uh, anywhere from uh, seven to ten stories a day, which is amazing. Go and check them all out. Again, the one about the slap heard around the world last night by Will Smith on Chris Rock is the one that's trending the top. Kay, thanks a million. I appreciate you. Great information as always. Thanks so much, Joe. It's a great Monday. Thank you. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Cray News with Kay every Monday here on the Joe Pag Show. We're coming right back. Stay here. Joe Pags.
Not great to have you. Thanks. We always appreciate Kay coming on. Cray News with Kay on a Monday. Great information as always. Still, still getting people contact me about the whole Will Smith thing. And yeah, like stick to the topics. This is all anybody's talking about today. Whether it's a diversion or distraction or not, uh, we won't be talking about it as much tomorrow. We'll get back to certainly the basics of here's what's going on in life. Let's break it down. We've done a lot of that today as well. But I'm, I'm very surprised by some people's reactions, to be honest with you. One, one guy wrote me an email and uh, compared it to, what if your wife had breast cancer and somebody made fun of it? Alopecia is not breast cancer. You know, losing your hair is not the same thing as dying of cancer. So let's, let's not make this what it's not. And again, she's talked about it before. She said that it doesn't bother her when people talk about it, when people joke about it. Clearly, it bothers her. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Got to remind you about Super Beats. As we get older, we get more tired. You guys know that. I know it. I mean, you, again, if you have to go back and have five or six or seven or eight coffees a day, you've got to go and get these energy drinks or a bunch of caffeine from soda, maybe a sugary drink to try to keep you going. You know what that crash is all about. It doesn't last. You've got to get something that will. Why not add to your morning routine two Superbeats hard shoes? They used to call them soft shoes. These are made with grapeseed extract and non-GMO beets. They taste great, and it's going to help your heart health. It's going to help to support a healthy blood pressure, a healthy lifestyle, circulation, and blood flow. Those are what your fatigue is about. The energy level in our body is about blood flow. It's about circulation, and that slows down when you get older. Superbeats is going to help you to, um, to promote a better flow of blood, a better uh, a blood pressure level as well. Why not go right now, get up to 45% off plus free shipping at JoeLovesBeats.com. It's their best offer available anywhere. It's JoeLovesBeats.com. Up to 45% off at JoeLovesBeats.com. J-O-E-L-O-V-E-S-B-E-E-T-S.com. Uh, do that and save a bunch of money right now. All right, when we come back, it's going to be, um, you've got more education news. We've got people lighten up, I guess, DeSantis last night on television, which didn't make sense. I guess, Carrie, guess the whole thing last night was just a mess. Uh, apparently so, from what I've been reading. The, 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 I, watch it? I guess there were three hosts. There were three women hosting, yeah. and they all were saying they. gay, 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 gay. They were all saying gay a bunch of... Do you hear this thing, okay. the whole gay thing? No, I didn't hear about that. Got got that for you next hour and much more. Keep it here. Coming back. This is the Joe Pegg Show.